Where we are igniting you to transform humanity. Transform humanity. What time is it? It's time for the Change Element Podcast, where we are igniting you to transform humanity. This is the intersection of entrepreneurs, leaders, and visionaries, where we come together to talk about big ideas and small steps. It's where insight and action meet. Your hosts are Tim Bartlett, Stephen Ma, and me, Corey Damon. This is element number three, titled Culture Happens. What'd you say? Culture happens. Come again? Culture happens. Wait, what happens? Culture happens. How does it happen? Well, we're going to get to that in just a second. Today, Tim is going to lead us in a conversation about culture. So we're going to take a look at what is culture and we'll discover that whether it's business culture, team culture, or even individual culture, it happens. Culture happens regardless if we're intentional about it or not. So in this episode, we're really going to dig down deep and to find out, okay, how can we create the type of culture that we want? Because it is such a powerful force. So prepare to change in element three. Hey, so this week, I'm really just in the process of getting inspired. Um, and I do that by watching reruns of my favorite TV show in the history of television, The West Wing. And so every chance I get, I am going through each episode. I'm, I'm in season four right now and just loving life. Uh, to my wife's chagrin, because this is at least the third time I'm going through this, this entire um, show's, um, you know, running, uh, you know, I still, I still find ways to get it in there. And, but when I'm not doing that, uh, I am, I am actually doing some work too, uh, for myself and for the change element guys. So don't worry. Um, you know, I'm, I'm working on, on a great blog that's helping leaders build thriving teams. And that's something that I I'm doing weekly now, uh, that, that anybody can find on timbartlett.me. Uh, you, that's my website. You can go there for that blog. So yeah, man, it's all about the West Wing. For all of you people who haven't seen it, you need to. What's side? <laughs> nice. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, man. How about you, Stephen? What's going on in your neck of the woods? Well, um, in the last episode, I was, uh, you know, working on my action shots from uh, all my video uh, submissions that I'm going to do. But when I when I take a break from that, I am actually making some more decent videos. Um, I'm actually putting together this really cool video series on how to uh, generate forward mo- motion in your life, to create momentum in your life and your business. And it's going to be a really, really cool thing. It's, it's going to be a free series, so I think it's going to help a lot of people who maybe just feel stagnant or stuck where they are. So I'm really excited for that. Nice, man. And you know what? As a matter of fact, when this show airs, that video series will be available, correct? Yes, it will be. Okay. So we're, we're going to be sure to put the, the link to, to that in the show notes. But real quick, what's the, what's the series on? What are you talking about? 
Um, I'm going to be talking about, you know, how you can, uh, if, if you just feel stagnant or, you know, like your life isn't moving anywhere or maybe, you know, you're stuck in business and it's not growing, I'm going to share with you a little bit of my story of how I, I was stuck at one point in my life and how I was able to turn that around. And uh, I'll be sharing with you some of the strategies that I use to be able to um, to really build a, a plan for my life that would move it forward and, and keep it on track. And so so it's going to be in the show notes, but the link is going to be thechangeelement.com slash create momentum. So it's all about creating momentum in your life. And and th- there, may be, there may be an explosion in there. I'm not <laughs> sure yet, but, but that's a little teaser for you guys. <laughs> nice, looking forward to it. And, and I know for me right now, um, when we're recording this, the, the weather where, I, where I'm at, which is Austin, it couldn't be any better. The, the high is, and I'm talking about temperature of weather when I say high, the high is 70 and the low is 49. I love it. It's so good. And it's uh, sunny. It feels good. And life is beautiful. That's, that's great, Corey, because we get that almost every day here in <laughs> yeah. California. Yeah, uh, but the but the range is like, you know, a high of 90 and it dips down to 70. So Right, and then in winter, it's like from 75 to 70. <laughs> Pretty consistent. Right. But that's, you gotta love it. So today today's episode is titled Culture Happens. And Tim is going to walk us through uh, this process. So Tim, why don't you take the lead on this? Yeah. So let's talk about how culture happens. Uh, look, the reason the reason why we're talking about this today is I was having this great conversation over lunch with a dear friend of mine uh, who has been in the nonprofit world for, for many years now. Uh, he started uh, his own nonprofit um, in the Los Angeles area, the San Gabriel Valley, actually. Um, and it's been awesome. It's called Youth Speak Collective. And this is an organization that is focused on helping the inner city youth, especially those in a foster care system and helping develop them as they prepare uh, for college or their career. And they've done a lot of great things for the youth there. They also do a lot of really great projects for their the neighborhoods that they, they work in. And uh, he and I were talking uh, because he's actually now moved on from that and is uh, sort of exploring new ventures within the nonprofit world. And we were talking about this idea of culture, and we were talking about just the, this this the fact that you know everywhere you go, every organization or every team that you step into or you happen to to come across has. A culture. They they have a, like a, a unique sort of way of doing things, a, a, a sort of a, an environment that they operate in, and it, it got us talking about this because now he he helps other nonprofits, um, you know, develop their own branding and their social media marketing and help them advance their mission. And he's been talking, he's been sharing with me how. You know, with with each of these different organizations that he goes to, there's such a, a stark contrast from organization to organization in the culture of that organization. Uh, in some cases, uh, he'll walk in and, you know, it's a very energetic group of people. You know, everyone from the person who's answering phones to the director is, you know, really excited and they're very, um, you know, uh, talkative and they're very involved. And then he's, he's gone to some where, you know, there's, there's not a lot of energy in the, in the building at all. Um, you know, the, the people that are, that are working there, 
you know, kind of just have their head down doing their thing. And, you know, uh, then, you know, maybe when they come across like the board of directors or, or the CEO or, or whatever, the founder of that organization, then they, they start to feel like a sense of life. And, and so we're just talking about that. And this, just this fact that that culture does happen. And I think that what a lot of us fail to recognize is that it happens without us maybe even knowing it or ever really planning it. And that's what I'd like for us to talk a little bit about today. Uh, You guys have worked in lots of different environments. You guys have created your own businesses and organizations. And, and so I'd love to, I'd love to hear from you guys on this a little bit. Um, You know, uh, Steven, maybe starting with you, you know, can you think of a time when you experienced um, an unhealthy culture and like what made it unhealthy? Like what about it was just, you know, didn't seem quite right. Yeah. Well, um, it's kind of right now with the change element. I just (laughs) so much. No, I, of course I'm joking. I I love this company culture, but um, one experience that I had was with an organization that I worked for, and there just wasn't really, you know, a, a clear uh, a vision. And so we, d- we did a lot of things that really didn't make a lot of sense. I mean, with this organization, we didn't even have like, a, you know, a, a clear idea of what, you know, our logo should be. And, uh, and so that's kind of one sign of like, okay, we, if you don't even have a, a clear consensus on a logo, then, you know, you don't have a, a mission. And, and so we, we all had our own separate offices and we worked pretty isolated. And the thing is like, we would meet together for these once a month uh, staff meetings and try to cover all these things. But throughout the week, there just wasn't a lot of interaction. And so um, there wasn't a lot of synergy. And I got put on a bunch of projects that I'd work hard on, but then they would never go anywhere. They would just kind of flop. And, you know, it was, it was a huge waste of time because I started a bunch of things I never got to finish that we never even got to use. And so it was just, it was a, a little bit demotivating, you know. And so I, I went in with just a lot of optimism and a lot of just energy, but kind of over the the couple of years that I was there, it just kind of started, you know, waning a little bit because there, there, yeah, just wasn't a sense of unity and there wasn't a clarity as to, you know, where we were going and what we were doing. Yeah, that's, that's a great point, Stephen. Uh, an unhealthy culture absolutely frustrates a team and just sucks the motivation out of those who really want to see great things happen. That's a great, great example. Corey, how about you? Yeah, so um, I, I could probably pull from a few uh, business experiences, but I'm actually going to go outside of business for this unhealthy experience. And it goes back to my my junior year in high school on our football team, and this stands out so much because it was so it was so chaotic. We would we would have team meetings that were the only the players before before the game. So probably an hour before the game started, we went into one of those portable rooms and the team would be in there and the seniors, the, the team captains would sort of, you know, say different things to get people pumped up and inspired. But these particular captains on our team, they were, oh man, you talk about young, just amped up, uh, horny guys. That, that's, that, that, that's these guys, man. And, and they were all the reason why it was so destructive. I mean, there would be fights that would break out within the team during this meeting. And, and the reason was because these guys were so, um, I, I guess the word to sum it up would be selfish. It was get yours, get yours. If you're not getting yours, then, you know, get out of here. And, and so it was all of this, like, 
uh, you know, it's all about you. You got to think about yourself. And here we're a football team trying to achieve a goal. And, and looking at the year before, the culture was completely different. And then the year after, the culture was completely different. And it was at that point that I realized, man, the, the the leaders of a culture have so much influence over the way that culture ends up um, uh, being. Yeah, man, that's that's well said. And uh, <laughs> I remember being part of those teams as well, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all too well. Um yeah, look, I think you guys are, are both uh, touching on some really good stuff. And, and you know, I'll, I'll kind of share an example of in in a business, you know, uh, context. I, I remember being part of an organization, a business that really, I mean, the, what they said they believed and what they, they wanted the culture to be was a really beautiful thing. But, uh, Corey, as you said, like the leaders in that organization really have the biggest impact on if that culture you know, really takes place or whatever the culture is going to be is, is really dependent on those leaders. And, uh, I, I remember being really s- surprised at how quickly, uh, a culture that even was not unhealthy, a, a, a good culture, how, how easily or, or quickly that could start to deteriorate. Um, it, it happens fast and it really, a single leader can have a huge, huge impact on that. And, and this is what I mean by, you know, culture happens, whether it's planned or not. I, I know that, you know, maybe that leader or other leaders that have, have come in didn't necessarily plan on changing a culture, but you know, it's going to happen based off of how that leader leads. And, and the other thing I think is important too, that you guys talked about without maybe saying these words is that, when we're talking about culture, it's not just like a feeling, you know, and I think sometimes we undervalue this word culture that it's like, oh, well, you you know, it's kind of the warm and fuzzies. Like, does it feel good? Okay, great. Let's move on. And, and it's so much more than that. It really is, is about how an organization thinks and acts and, you know, jointly, like how a team moves together and, and you know, in purpose. And, and so I, I think that's, that's another thing that was really key for me to see when I, when I started to see this deterioration, um, you know, that you start to see how the, the organ, the teams actually think and act start to change and, and what a a huge impact that had on, on our ultimate results. Uh, I'm, I'm curious for you guys. Um, you know, that's an example, you know, of, of where an unhealthy culture, you know, persisted, but can you now give me an example of when you stepped into a really great culture and how was that different for you and what did that do for you as an individual? Yes. Um, one of the, the best cultures that I've actually experienced was, um, and I was only working part-time for this, but it was a, a nonprofit called, uh, computers for youth. And what we did was we basically, uh, you know, gave away computers to, uh, to junior hires who and their families in um, underprivileged neighborhoods, and we kind of held training classes for you know these uh, kids and parents who've never had a computer in their life and had no idea how to use a computer. And so, um, but it was really long hours because though it was part time, like these training sessions, we would do multiple training sessions a day, and sometimes it last ten or twelve hours um, an entire day. So it was you know it'd be pretty draining, but. Despite that, we were so motivated because the culture in that, and, and it's 
it's you're so right, Tim, in that it's set by the leader. Like we had a leader that was super energetic. Like and in the meetings that we, we would have, um, he would set that environment and set that tone. And even in the training, you know, it was fast paced and he always talked about how much you know, he valued us, how important what we were doing was. And like, I think it was that he communicated again and again, you know, how excited he was for what we were doing and how important that what we were doing was and how much uh, impact we were making, you know. And so I think it was just that that environment that though, you know, the work hours ended up being very long and then we'd have these, you know, training sessions that were also long, like, it, we it didn't bother us all that much because we we went in with a sense of knowing like hey what we're doing matters what we're doing is important and like we were willing to make that you know sacrifice and so so I think it's yeah it's when a leader is able to to pass that on and communicate that that uh, we're really able to you know experience a healthy thriving company culture yeah that's good Stephen I. And, and one of the things I'm, I'm curious about is, I, I think you're absolutely right, a, a leader's ability to communicate that. But I, I, I would imagine that communication alone, it was probably not enough to really drive that culture, right? I, I would imagine that the, that leader probably also uh, acted on it. Yeah, definitely. It, and, and it showed it in not only the conversation, but just in in how the the organization was structured in that you know it, it wasn't just him running the whole show you know obviously he had his staff but he was able to ingrain that into his staff so that the staff you know treated us the same way too they valued us they valued our opinions they were extremely positive all the time and so so in turn like we felt more empowered we felt, you know it was just a more positive environment and so we we basically worked and out acted out of our, our strengths and out of a confidence that we had, which overall just, you know, f- flowed back to the leaders and flowed back to that ultimate leader. And so it's kind of like, it, it's reciprocal. Like once you, you set that kind of culture, um, people respond and react to it and it's a positive thing and it only just feels it even more. And, and obviously the reverse is true, you know, like an, an unhealthy culture causes, you know, unhealthy people, which then like feel in an unhealthy leadership even more. And so, so either way, I think it's, it's a cycle and whether it's positive or negative. Yeah, man, that's, that's really good stuff. Corey, how about you, man? What, what's, uh, when, when's the time that you really experienced a, a really good and vibrant culture and, and how did that impact you? Yeah, actually, before I answer that, I had an, a, an epiphany when Steven was talking, so I didn't hear anything he said, but uh, mm. I, I'm sure it was all great. <laughs> Just kidding, Steven. 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 I was hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Steven. I was hanging on every word, man. No, you know what? I had a, I had an epiphany. I, when I was I was just thinking about that team, that horror story football team I was telling you about, and it dawned on me that that particular team, we had more talent on that team than I have ever had on any other football team, and we were not a winning team. We we didn't make the playoffs, and that it dawned on me. You know what? I think a lot of that trans transfers over into the business world and really into any part of life. Is that that's how important culture is. Like a, a culture could can totally offset or diminish the the talent that a team might have. So that was my epiphany. Man, nice. That's good. That's a huge one. That's great. Uh, and then as far as a, a, a healthy culture, um, I I thought of this time when I went down to Mexico to build a house, and and I went with a, a church that I wasn't attending. I didn't I didn't know anybody, but I went with somebody else, and I just I, I wanted to help. 
uh, other people in, in some way. And so I went on this trip and man, it was, it was amazing. The, the culture was amazing. The people were amazing, um, that went down there. The people that we met down there were, were incredible. And the key was that it was it, everybody that was there was, it was selfless. It, people were willing to do whatever they had to do, even if it was out of their comfort zone, even if they weren't good at it, uh, even if they didn't prepare on doing that because they, I, I think with this culture had, they had three things that were key. One, they had a vision and then two, they had a mission. So they knew what they wanted to do and they knew how they were going to do it. And then they also had celebration. And that was so big because, you know, there were, there were times when we were building this house. I, I believe there's one section that was not framed correctly. And, you know, that's a big mistake. It's got to be done over. And for in some cultures, that would be disaster. But in this one, because everybody was so like, um, it, it, we were outward focused and we were focused on the mission and who we were helping. So it was a time for everybody to actually come together and problem solve where it, it, the reverse, it would have been pointing fingers, you know, who's to blame. So for me, that was a, a beautiful moment. It was a, 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 an example for me of how to, to try and take culture into the business world as well. Yeah, man, that's solid. That's really good. Yeah, look, I, I've, I've, like you guys, I've experienced both, you know, and I, I've been in an, in an environment where the culture was really healthy and it was vibrant, and the um, employees in in that organization felt empowered, and they were excited about what they were doing. They they felt a connection to what the overall vision was, and and Corey, that's something that you mentioned, and I, I think that that that's so crucial uh, for the health and sustainability uh, of an organization or a business, and. Look, for those of you out there who might be leading in a more corporate environment or you're in a business, it, maybe some of these ideas sort of sound like, well, that that kind of sounds sort of, um, you know, like that belongs in like the nonprofit world or something like that. You know, I, I came from the corporate environment and I'm telling you that these principles are maybe even more true in that environment uh, than they are in maybe the nonprofit world or, or other environments like it. Because... Uh, you know, maybe for the nonprofiters out there, you know, the vision in and of itself is a very compelling thing. You know, it's you're wanting to, to, to change something in the world, you know, solve a problem. And I think that for a lot of leaders in the corporate world, you know, or in businesses, they, they don't necessarily have that perception of, of what they're doing, that it's, you know, changing the world or there's this sort of altruistic um, drive to it. But, but I would tell you that that every every business that I've ever seen does have this this overarching vision that is compelling and that is good and it is meant to um, help others or you know improve to the quality of their life or whatever that may be and so I think for the leader to to understand that vision and then Stephen what you said earlier about a, a leader's ability to communicate that and then model it I think is huge and and so I've I've been the benefactor of that myself and then as a leader within a, a large organization, um, just really be mindful of like, okay, well, here's the, here's the piece of ground that I'm accountable to. Here is the team that I'm accountable to. And so I'm going to make sure that this team, or excuse me, I'm going to make sure that this, the culture on this team is, is consistent with, with what we want it to be. And so I, you know, it's about making that, that decision as a leader. So dude, that's, that's good stuff, guys. I look, 
culture is is so vital. And again, I can't say that enough. I can't emphasize that enough. Uh, I think we've all three kind of shared about how we've seen it negatively impact us when that culture is not healthy. And then just the amazing um, impact it can have when it is healthy. And, you know, basically, I, I really want our listeners to take away uh, a couple key things from this is, is one that it's so important to align your strategy with the culture that you you want to see happen. It, it can't just be this this idea and kind of a hope that the culture culture will form itself and it'll be good because it will happen. We've already talked about that. It will happen even if you don't plan it. But align your strategy with the culture that you want and it does start with leadership. It starts with a vision for the future and, you know, casting, you know, that vision and telling that future story for the rest of your team to connect to. And then the second thing is, is that you need to support that vision uh, with how you manage in the organization. So the roles and responsibilities and the best practices and the methods and what you measure and just in how you do the, the work day in and day out should align with what you want that culture to be. Because at the end of the day, uh, you may have some really great things written on the walls uh, uh, inside your your organization uh, about you know some great things about culture or respecting everyone and all these things. But no matter what, action will trump words every time. And as leaders, if we're not living that out, if we're not modeling it, um, we can't ever expect uh, that culture to to really. Um, you know, be the, the good, healthy, vibrant culture that we want. Um, I was reading this this thing the other day about how a culture can be derailed uh, in 15 minutes, you know, with the with an egregious act or something like that. A culture can be completely altered um, for the negative. But to build a, a good, healthy culture uh, and to say that will take um, – as, as much as two to three years, uh, depending on the size of the organization. And, and so that may feel a little overwhelming, but it just goes to show that to, to develop the right behaviors uh, on your team, it, it does take time. And so for those of you that are just getting started, um, for our entrepreneurs out there or leaders of new businesses, um, start right. Start right. Start uh, aligning your strategy with the culture that you want right now. And for those of you that that maybe ha- are already uh, leading in, in an organization or you've already gotten started, then then start now if you haven't already done this, uh, because the only the only day better to start than yesterday is today. So um, jump into that and start really modeling that culture that you want to see happen, and you will start to see um, that organizational change. Uh, you'll start to see improved engagement, uh, improved performance, and um, empowerment of your team, which I, I know every leader wants to see. So that's good stuff, man. I, I love it. Th- this whole idea of culture is something that I'm, I'm super excited about. And I love the insight that you guys um, really spoke into that. Hey, we're going to jump into our segment. The good, good, the bad, and the ugly. For the good, the good is this, that uh, culture is adaptive. And what I mean by that is, 
we can change culture. It's not set in stone that, that culture can be changed. If it's in a bad place, it can be in a good place. And the other thing too, is that it's not, uh, it's not just in business. It's in, in any area of life. And it doesn't matter if you're leading a team or if you're sitting in the cubicle, you can change the culture of your cubicle and that's going to have profound impact on others around you. That's great. Um, the bad is that skill and talent can really be wasted in a bad culture. Um, you may have the most experienced, skillful team in the world, but if you have a toxic culture and an unhealthy one that doesn't allow them to thrive, then it actually hurts your business's performance and um, how you're able to, to really produce um, what you do. Nice. And the ugly definitely is the... Uh, acting that Steven is planning on doing with his walking away from the, from the slow motion explosion that he's trying to incorporate into his training videos. Uh, I don't know about that, Steven, but uh, it'll be interesting to see nonetheless. We'll let the audience decide. <laughs> oh, and by the way, he's naked. <laughs> Anything to get up those views. Yeah, that's going to do it. This is Tim. My name is Steven. That was Corey. Yep, yep. That was Element 3. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you got a ton, and I mean a ton, out of it. Many of us overlook the importance of culture, but it is essential to create an environment where people can thrive. So let me close this bad boy out with this. You, As always, you can find the show notes by going to thechangeelement.com slash 003. And would you be a gal pal and a guy pal and go over to iTunes and leave us a review. We would absolutely appreciate that. Whatever your review might be, we obviously like five stars, but whatever it is, we welcome it all. And we wanna know how we can make this better for you. We appreciate you, we thank you, and until next time, put a smile on your face. You look so much better that way. (laughs) 